1: I'm disturbed. From city to city, an incredible hysterical panic
2: spread. I think we're getting into a weird area here. you tell fools
1: i not crazy? This hysteria. You can't handle
0: the truth. Brain is gone. This is Hysteria 51. The truth is out there. It's lie. But you won't find it here.
1: They're coming for you. Look, there comes one of them now welcome in hysteria nation to the podcast that doesn't remember any past lives too busy trying to hold on to the ones that we currently have this is hysteria 51
0: i feel like that was somehow pointed at me
1: don't you always try to kill us
0: not always sometimes i am too drunk for that
1: that checks out it certainly does thank you i crave
2: external validation
1: Don't we all? Broadcasting from the lower fourth dimension, otherwise known as Chicago. I'm your host and lead past life revealer, regressor. You can choose a word this week. My name is Brent Hand. Cross from me. It's not John. C-Nation, this is a very weird and troubling topic. One that raises more questions than it can possibly answer. So I needed a co-host that could really sink their teeth in the terror of not knowing. His name is... (laughs) Kevin! 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 Kevin!
2: Kevin! Kevin Welcome back to Hysteria 51. Uh Did I hear something about external validation? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I need a lot of that. Yeah, hey, listen, Uh I just got here, yeah. and
1: I don't know if you know this, Joe Peck is still just passed out on your porch. Kind of just lives there. He lives there? Yeah, every once in a while we let him in, he can do a show. It's been a yeah. while. We had him on twice. i will give it another couple years and let him back in again. Yeah, is uh, I don't. Lisa Waters that. him. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah, that's, that's there's that's it makes it humane. <laughs> Maybe I can move in there too. Yeah. Well, yeah, you can even stay in the foyer. The foyer. Uh, you know what? Foyer is a lot like French room. I don't like that word French. What's a French room? French French room. What's it that? is what. Lisa's parents and a lot of people around Chicago call the living room or the front room uh, the French room. And when I said, I go, we got a buddy named John, and he always, um, not 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 the him. John, and he always goes, oh, you guys want to go to the French room? And now he knows I hate it, so he always just says, you want to go hang out in the French room? I'm like, no, I don't like that word. Where does front, okay, so I get the fron, uh, front part, where's the ch. Okay, I'm going to look up. I'm looking is it lunch up. room? French room, I'm asking. Here. Old Google. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now it picked up everything I just said. <laughs> you just Googled old Google? front room, I'm asking. <laughs> French room, F R U N C H R O O M. The front room is a colloquialism formed with the room's front room collide with a glorious Chicago accent. Ah! Oh, okay. Uh, I kind of oh. like it now. Oh, you want to go in the front room? You go in the front room. Man, that I, was my New York I, uh, doing Chicago. Uh-huh.
2: When I landed, when you guys flew ah. me in on that uh, private jet yeah. to come do the show, mm-hmm. uh, the driver uh, picked me up. <clears throat> uh, you
1: want me to drop you off in his uh, <laughs> right. front room. Yeah. yeah,
2: right. And I uh, got a
1: sausage waiting for you. <laughs> can't even do a Chicago accent. <laughs> I don't
2: know where that went into the foyer. <laughs> uh, in the foyer, in the front front room. Oh. Uh, but it was good. Thanks again for that private jet. You're Just, welcome. Uh, you know. Maybe just spend some of that money on Joe
1: Out there on the porch <laughs> I do love the fact that I was looking When you were pulling up And your Uber was was coming And I look out the window And up comes a Tesla With yeah. Uber lights And it's got the, mm-hmm. the sticker I go, wow, he got a really nice Tesla yeah. And then, or a really nice Uber, a Tesla And then right behind that You pull up in a Toyota Hey, it was a Prius, Prius buddy it was a red Toyota
2: Prius. Yeah, it was. That helped me find it on the street when I had to get in it.
1: Now, if you're in downtown Chicago, they have a thing where you can uh, turn your phone and it flashes a light. Oh, yeah. You, you hold it up. Yeah. I have the power. I said downtown Chicago like they don't do that anywhere else. No, it's,
2: it's only being tested in Chicago. Uh, Chicago
1: and Poughkeepsie, P- the heart ah, of all things technology. Speaking of, speaking of Poughkeepsie, where's John? He is uh, out in the plague Lands. He wouldn't the tell me. Lands. He's doing something. Is he doing some research? Yeah. Uh, uh, either that or him and his wife are getting ready to have another baby. One or the other. I'll go um, with research. Yeah. Yeah. They're probably going to do one of those weird water births at home. I'm just making this up. I've not, I'm have sure that they would never do that. But I'm going to start these rumors. I'm going to start. This Lisa's p- in the booth going, don't say these things. He's going to get angry at you. He's A water birth? Haven't you ever seen those? No. They, the woman gets in the tub, and then the baby's born into the water, so it's a gentler transition. So Lisa's got it. Stress-free for the baby somehow. You know what? I'm going to say, I wish I would have had a water
2: birth, because I've been stressed out since if, since if I was born. If baby, only I had been born into water.
1: Yeah, <laughs> or you come out dragging. You
2: know, I don't know how to swim. Are you serious? And yeah, so that could be... Can you tread water at all? I can tread water. So if I go to a pool... And there's Mm -hmm. a deep end, you know, you go off the diving board. I can do that. I can get to the edge. But sure, sure.
1: Watch my dive. (laughs) 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 You were there. That was fun. Yeah, that That was was
2: awesome. (sighs) I will do (laughs) it again. But uh,
1: if I were in a river with some current, uh, I'd probably die. I can swim. I can't swim fast at all. I'm the slowest swimmer in the world. So if there is a current, I'm just going for a ride. That's right. Hey man, ride it out. Lisa and I used to go and we would go and swim laps at the local pool and we'd get jump in and go. And when she hit the other end and be coming back, I was just hitting the middle of the pool. That's how fast that This is uh, producer Lisa. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Over there in the booth. Yeah, the this she's the swimming sensation producer. She's actually a really fast swimmer. Really fast swimmer, producer. Who would have known? It? I she she blames it on her water birth. Oh, she's like for some reason. Yeah. As soon as I brought up water birth, she's like, no, 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 don't do it. No, Poughkeepsie. <laughs> that's our safe word. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's our harder word. I want you to spank me, so Poughkeepsie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mm. spitting my Poughkeepsie. <laughs> There's a T-shirt for you. Spitting my Poughkeepsie. <laughs>
2: Well, I I have to say, after this three minutes of talking, (laughs) I'm so glad I'm Uh, back. Well, I'm
1: really happy because we're talking about children this week. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) This is a little different this week, though. Uh, We're telling stories this week, and I wanted to have you on because... We like to have you on for some of these headier, weirder topics because mm-hmm. you can really sink your teeth into them and then not sleep for a few weeks afterwards. Yeah, it's really thoughtful of You're you. You're welcome. Thank you. Yeah. I, I I figured you would you would like that. And so what we're doing is we usually go down the hard explanation angle and try to break things down. We're going to do a little bit of that. But instead, most of this week is just we're going to tell you, and I, I've written out these for you. I didn't write them. I, I uh, typed I, them out I, for yes. you. Stories from the Internet of people reporting their children having memories of past lives. And we're just going to tell some of these on here. Wow. Um, it's an interesting phenomenon. And first, let's talk past life remembering and regression. Okay. I'm always regressing. <laughs> mm mm-hmm. I, I guess screw the kids, though, because I want to remember, and it seems like it's only a kid thing unless you go into these, uh, you, you go into people that help you do um, regression therapy, but these kids sometimes, they just, they remember it, and um, for a nominal fee... There's a lot of places out there that will help you remember this, too. Uh, Psycom, P-S-Y-C-O-M, talked to, to medium Pardis Parto, who said, "I and I'm sorry if I'm saying that wrong, Pardis Parto, I think is how, P-A-R-D-I-S-P-A-R-T-O-W. Here's a quote. Past life regression therapy is a type of journey taken while in a relaxed meditative state where a person can recall by seeing, hearing, or feeling past lives they've lived. If you can wrap your head around the notion that consciousness doesn't die when the heart stops beating, you may want to learn more. I don't know if I can wrap my head around that notion. <laughs> that is a heady thing Yeah, to try to. to yeah. un- here's, here's how this works. Um, uh, they said, first, it's helpful to know what needs addressing. So I asked my client to make a list. It might be a fear, a hurt, or a painful relationship they don't understand or maybe they just want insight and are looking to explore their life's purpose i just like to call, uh, call out client <laughs> for a nominal fee a nominal fee i could be a client for a nominal fee i'll help this human patient i mean patient uh, <laughs> so I, then, this is I've found some people have energies attached to them that aren't their own and are creating problems. So I clear them. For example, a loved one from a past life that won't let them go. It can be a profound experience. Are we going to talk about how she clears these uh, this, these things? We're not because I don't want to get into this because okay. I don't want. You'll find that I'm not a big uh, hypnotic regression fan. And even we're going to talk about why some of the people that really believe in children's past lives. Don't believe in hypnotic regression. That explains your T-shirt. Fuck hypnotic regression. Yeah. Uh, well, that's also one of my favorite bands. Uh, oh fuck, yeah. yeah. Man, I should check them out. FHR. If you're in with the lingo. <laughs> <laughs> um, and she said during a typical session, I ask my client to relax in a reclining position, and I guide them to a deeply meditative. Some would call it hypnotic state using breath work and relaxation techniques. ASMR is what we're we're talking about here. Uh She just turns on some YouTube and it's like, all right, now (sighs) you're getting a haircut in a rainstorm while I do this. (laughs) And then all of a sudden, I was in the Civil War. (laughs) (laughs) I was was killed by a runaway gas can. I don't know. I wasn't Joan of Arc, unfortunately. Uh, the idea is to return to the prior life spans in search of information that can improve your life today, she ends up with. I have a link to the interview in the notes, and it's worth checking out. Uh, the stuff's broken down quite a bit, and she, she goes into her techniques. That is one thing that you can do if you're an adult and you wanted to explore this. David Flora, who we've had on here. On oh, the Dave's a great guy. Uh, yeah, he hosts Blurry Photos. He actually tried it. He did he it here did in Chicago, it. and he hated it. He said he was not a fan and he. I don't want to put words in his mouth, uh-huh. but I'm going to put words in his mouth. And he was like, nah, kind of felt like a scam is what he was saying. He, he said it was all leading questions, open-ended statements, and he just felt like it. he didn't get out of it what he was hoping to get out of it. And I think he went in with an open mind. And Chris Cogswell, who is on here a lot and he's a scientist and he, he hosts the Mad Scientist podcast is very anti uh very strongly huh? in fact i was at alien Con and they were talking about a hypnotic regression he's sitting next to me we're in the crowd he's like no <laughs> and i'm like i'm like moving seats over a little bit i'm like let's just calm down a little bit here. if that's something that you're into more power to you and, and that's what even what david said he goes he goes just because it didn't work for me it didn't you know that's that's me uh maybe it'll work for you would you ever do it would you ever sit down and try to be hypnotized so you could remember past lives? Before we get into the children and this stuff, just talking about you right. Would now. I, Kevin, do yeah. that? No. Is it because you are afraid that it could be real or you're afraid that you don't want to deal with what it's why? The I optimal guess. word there is I'm afraid.
2: <laughs> I'm afraid of everything, but what there's a couple things. One, nominal fee. I don't know how much that is. Two, uh, the, the, the the anxious person uh, to be put in that situation would be, um, <clears throat> it's just asking for trouble. To think about all those things and try to be like, oh, well, maybe I did do this. Then you're going to obsess over that, you being me. Right. Then I'm going to obsess over that for like, I don't know, 14 months. And then I won't be fine again until I'm back on Hysteria 51.
1: Well, there you go. Uh, I'm not going to say who this is. But you can look into this, and I, I'm, I just found uh, this gentleman does the therapy, mm-hmm. and uh, there is a two- to three-hour initial healing session that's $280. There is a 60-minute informal session. Uh-huh. Informational session, not informal. Yeah, <laughs> it's very informal. Formal. Hey, whatever, man. Do what uh, you got to do, man. That's eighty dollars, and uh, then the spiritual therapy, uh, the regression is one hundred twenty-five dollars an hour. An hour, an hour, and then it goes from there. And then uh, life between life, spiritual regression therapy, like like really pointed, is three hundred and ninety dollars an hour. Why am I not telling you this? It's Eric J. Christopher. It doesn't matter. That's the Eric J. Christopher and I'm gonna have a link to his cost breakdown if you want to do this. Is he in the Chicago area? Um, you know what? No, he's not. He wasn't a past he life. He is in uh, Minnesota, but oh. there are. If you are in Chicago, it's funny. I I put past life is like past life regression in Chicago. Uh, there is the past life regression experts. That's literally a place. Uh, they open at nine a.m. on Monday. Sunshine Hypnosis Chicago. Sunshine Hypnosis. Yeah. 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 Stop sending boring text messages. Your customers tap on it. That's an ad. That's not the site I'm looking for. No, that. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> but Eric J. Christopher, I'm going to put because this one is kind of it really breaks down the costs, and that's a good thing. So if this is something that you want to go into, it's an option. Now, we this week are talking about children and their experiences or things they say that they have dealt with. And I will say that we're going to get into the University of Virginia that talks about this, and they they study this, says do not let your children have past life regression therapy. It's probably a bad idea. So that is one option that they say don't do it. We're going to get into that, and we're going to break down a lot more along with a lot of these short little stories. That's coming up after the break on Hysteria 51. Nation, what difficulties did you have with learning a new language in school or whenever you did it? Did you do it through textbooks or did you try to use some weird online thing? I know I took two years in high school and two years in college and I knew nothing. And that's because I wasn't using something like what we have been blessed to have as a longtime sponsor, and we use it, Rosetta Stone. They're the most trusted language learning program, and it's available on desktop or as an app. And the reason why I enjoy doing it, it immerses you in the language you want to learn instead of just being silly drills and a class you can sleep through.
2: (laughs)
1: Astera 51 listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for that 50% off that I just told you about.
0: Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life.
2: Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today. Today.
1: All right, let's just dive first. Before we break out on anymore, let's get into the, the fun stuff here. Let's tell some of these stories. Okay. And I wanted to get the best place for first hand stories on the internet, Reddit. <laughs> so user Tapioca Tuesday asked the Ask Reddit community. And actually Ask Reddit is is fun. You can post questions and then people just come in and they tell you their experiences. And she said, parents, what spooky past life memory did your kid utter? There are hundreds of of comments. There's also a lot of Just to this one question. Just to this one question they they did. These are some of the ones that I thought were interesting. And uh, I'll leave the name of the users out, but you can look them up if you want to look in the show notes. But um, these are just the stories. So here's – I'll hit you with the first one. I used to watch my nephew when he was about three or four. One day he was at my house and pointed to a magnet of Arizona. He had a picture of the desert with rock formations. Kid pointed at it and asked where it was. He said he used to live by red rocks like that with his first family. The first family all had straight dark hair. Now He was blonde and curly. Sorry. So <clears throat> he is explaining to his mother or he sorry just, to this person. He just starts the, blurting this out. Yeah. All from a magnet. So a lot of these you're gonna find out are they're just like la la la. Oh, by the way, blah, and then they just regurgitate <laughs> this weird shit. No one goes like, "What was your past life?" It yeah. just is like, "Oh, I you not look like that," you know. So yeah, he said that. He also said that he had a mom, a dad, and a brother. That is until we went too far into the desert, too close to dark, and got eaten by not dogs, not wolves, but smaller. I said coyotes, and he kind of mouthed the world and said, "Oh." That's what you call them. Then he was sad and didn't want to talk about it anymore. So we had lunch, and that was the first and last time he mentioned it. Uh, uh, (laughs) Then he was sad and didn't want to talk about what? uh, Wow. And he was like three or four when he says this. Yeah, yeah. Now, I know that they can. We've talked about this with John. He says his kid will hear stories and mush them together and just start telling you a yarn. Yeah, you know that could be this but it's also spooky some of these when they start talking about things and like they should not know I think there's Um, a good
2: example here.
1: Well, yeah, yeah, you know, it is weird and that's what's fun about these is they're just creepy. Yeah, why don't you read us another one sure my at the time
2: five-year-old son now 31 woke up one day and asked me where is Banjo when are we going to look for him I was shocked. Banjo was the name of our family dog, a bull terrier that we had on the farm when I was still a preteen. One day, there was a flash flood in our area, uh, Uppington, South Africa, and my little brother was stuck in the middle of the raging Orange River on a rock. Banjo jumped in the water, oh, he loved to swim, to rescue my brother, but he got swept away by the powerful current and we never saw him again. My brother had to stay on that rock for a full 19 hours, wow. Yeah. Before the water was safe enough for a boat to cross to get him. My brother was distraught about our dog having been presumably killed by the flood. Only 2 years after that incident, my brother was killed while cycling when a speeding vehicle hit him from behind. Oh,
1: man. This is terrible. I- yeah, it's not a none of these are going to be real uh yay. Yeah. <laughs> I've never told my son about banjo.
2: There, yeah. Oh, wait. Sorry. Oh, no, we no. I excited. <laughs> there, there's no way he could have known that name. My son has been acting in ways that remind me of my deceased brother. They have the same favorite color. They like the same food. They sleep they in both a coffin. They like to sing. That was terrible. Uh, I can't. I can't, I can't help but think that the soul of my brother migrated into my son somehow.
1: You know what her brother would be doing right now if he was still alive? What? Scratching at the the roof of his coffin, probably. Yeah, you like, get me fucker. out of here. <laughs> yeah.
2: So, I have to. I listen. Do you think that's
1: projection, or is that just like a? Yeah, go ahead.
2: You're yeah, I was gonna say, I I am lucky enough. To not have lost um, a, a close loved one. Mm-hmm. And I can't imagine the pain that, that that brings with it. However, when I see things like same favorite color, mm-hmm. they like the same food, mm-hmm. and they both like to sing, these seem pretty general to me.
1: And like, yeah, the only the, the thing that makes it crazy is the, are we going to look for banjo? Oh, yeah,
2: that he knows what banjo was. Now, now maybe, maybe he's playing
1: Banjo-Kazooie or whatever there. Or he's a Smothers Brothers fan. Yeah. yeah, or really into Steve Martin.
2: Yeah, I was waiting for, yeah. but uh my apartment complex by the way where i live in tennessee our neighbor has a dog named banjo really yeah
1: is your neighbor 31 years old 31 from south africa yes no (laughs) (laughs) here's another one when our son was maybe three or four he described his life as a ballerina on stage from the lights to the music to the applause his next words chilled me to the bone I was at a party in a boat and I fell into the water. Then poof, I was here. I asked him to relate the story when his father came back from a business trip a couple weeks later and it was identical. But after that, we never discussed it again. I didn't want to go there. That one is one that you hear of a lot of them. And that was the one I picked. There was some of them that were like, uh, they were talking in front of their kid about Vegas and he's like, Oh, I can't go there. And they're like, Why? uh i got i owned a guy a lot of money and they shot me out back of a building that's how i died the, and there's a, stories like that you know and it's all a these, little kid said that yeah or um oh that's where i did this and i died and then poof i'm here kind of thing that was kind of a running and there's not a lot of and and the weird thing is when you're reading a lot of these they say i just like in passing I'm like yeah. oh yeah i used to be a ballerina you know I'm like what yeah well, that and the kid was really into cod pieces <laughs> really into cod pieces. <laughs> Do you remember we were in a play together, and uh <laughs> what was it where they had to work cod pieces is is um was I in this play? I think so uh are you thinking of mock at all no, no, where Mike Meyer and them. And they were gigantic, like overly oh, large. This well, is gross indecency. Gross indecency. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the codpiece. Adam Meyer. Adam Meyer. Yeah. And they were like so abnormally large, Looked like a toucan. Yeah. In your in your uh, down under that I can't stop is, uh, eating fruit Loops. <laughs> They're acceptable. <laughs> uh, wrong, wrong. Nah, that, that was it a, works. Yeah,
2: you know. What about another one of these? Yeah, hit me. <laughs> This is
1: all okay. So
2: this says between the ages of three and They're five. Every one of age. these is that all age. of them. Okay, all of
1: them. It's like at five, magically, the the world blows open and 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 you become like almost like online with who we are. Uh-huh. And kids lose their ability to tap into the Ooh, out uh-huh. there. Yeah, that then was it's the gone. most dumb thing I've ever said. But I think you understand what I'm I, saying.
2: I really, you guys couldn't see it, but he did the. With both his hands Okay yeah Yeah.
1: Those are called jazz fingers
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah That that did sound like uh, Uh, Sonny I like to use jazz fingers When I'm wearing my uh, Gross indecency codpiece Fruit loops Okay So between the ages Of three and five I talked about When I lived in Ireland And I was able to tell my parents The names of the places That I remembered My mom said that She was in absolute shock Shock keeps coming up Because I was so casual about it Also, this was in the early 80s. In South America, there was no internet or anything like that. We're not Irish, and no one in my family has ever been to Ireland or has any interest in it.
1: That is a really strong...
2: Yeah, that's kind of
1: hateful. Also, fuck those potato eaters. Like, what? Calm down, man. (laughs) My family's from there, I can say that. I don't think that's how that works, but anyway. (laughs) I, I don't think it is either, but one day I just stopped talking
2: about it I don't remember anything about this supposed past life and I don't remember talking about Ireland
1: as a child. <laughs> that one uh actually went on and they talked about how they looked up the places that they had yeah, sent Yeah, how were they confirming? And they said, "Oh, they they looked them up on like maps and oh, these were real places." Reddit, man, you got to love it. You know, they're, they're these could go on and on and on forever from Reddit. I wanted to bring a case of The Pollock twins. Not too many are as uh, detailed as this one. This is an interesting story that could have even been uh, an episode on its own. So John and Florence Pollock thought that they had lost everything Uh when their twin daughters died. But a year later, they seemingly came back to life. That was the intro to one of the articles I was reading. They seemingly came back to life. That old chestnut, you know? (laughs) Uh, the story goes in 1957, uh, so the Pollocks, they suffered this loss when their two daughters and a mutual friend were killed on their way to church. A uh, driver lost control of the car, crashed into them. They all died, very sadly. Uh, 11-year-old Joanna and 6-year-old Jacqueline both eventually died from the crash, so it wasn't
2: uh, on impact. And 3-year-old Jackson was in the backseat just spraying paint everywhere. Ooh,
1: Bobby. Jackson Jackson Pollock. Oh, my God. I was uh, <laughs> I was a little slow on that one. Yeah. <laughs> The the wide eyed stare like what after a year the mom Florence became pregnant again and the story goes there's a lot of ways to tell it that but it goes that like John meanwhile the husband became convinced that they would have a pair of twins and that Jacqueline and Joanna would be reincarnated he told everyone that and the doctor said (laughs) I don't know why the doctor said you can't have twins It, it can't be twins. Well, how did he know that exactly Florence, uh, spoiler gave birth to Jennifer and Jillian twins on October 4th, 1958. Right away, the Pollux noticed that the younger Jennifer had a white line across her forehead where the late Jacqueline had a scar from a cycling injury. Must not have been a water birth. No, no. That otherwise that would not have been a thing. She also had the same birthmark on her leg that uh, the same dead sister had had. Now, those things are weird. The family packs up and moves to Whitely Bay uh, when they were three months old, so very young. And a few years later, the twins began asking for their deceased sister's toys, but not just, hey, I want my old teddy bear by name, like the, the names that they had had. They said. Give me
2: Ralph the teddy bear. Yeah, go,
1: oh, give me, yeah. Uh, <laughs> then, after returning to Hexham, that was the town they were originally from, they mm-hmm. uh, they this is when they were four. Jennifer and Jillian were able to name the dolls, the stuffed animals, everything that the, the children owned when they came back to the original place and the stuff was still there. They also point out landmarks that they said they couldn't have possibly known. Uh, in particular, they believed that they had attended the school or or said they knew that they went to school where the sisters had had went before they died. Then things get a little weirder somehow. Florence began noticing that Jennifer and Jillian would often play strange dark games. One involved the younger sister lying on the floor with her head on Jillian's lap while she explained that there was blood coming out of her eyes from the car that had killed her. Is that like a Candyland offshoot? <laughs> yeah. Instead of shoots and ladders, it's it's uh, oops and cadavers or something, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oops i crapped my pants because i died and lost control of my bowels uh yeah a few (laughs) months later the girls began bursting into a frenzy when they walked past a parked car with a running engine they said they would even scream that the car was coming to get them uh so they literally came kind of you know popular because the parents were telling this stuff and it came to the attention of paranormal psychologist dr ian stevenson of uh I, that university I told you earlier, University of Virginia, who studied the Pollocks from 1964 to 1985. 21 years? A long time. And based on markings, now remember markings, the thing on the forehead, the birthmarks, based on memories, based on things they shouldn't have known that they said, Stevenson concluded that the twins were indeed the sisters reincarnated. It's a bold-ass claim. That uh, but it took them 21 years to get there. It's called thorough. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> so they were born in 58, is that what I said? Oh uh, yeah. yeah. So to 85. So almost 30 years of before yeah. you know by the time they were done. 26, 27. You know, yeah, yeah, you know they 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 were adults when all this started uh uh coming to fruition. That is a um that's a bull claim like I said He's Specifically noted they, they Had even taken on the personalities Of the deceased sisters now one of them was only six So that's kind of hard to say uh, Jennifer was codependent upon her sister In the same way that Jacqueline had been codependent um, Then Poof uh-huh. Now he I say poof I'm gonna get into this he studied them for 21 years right when they Turned five years old though All the memories vanished so he's going a lot off of reported scars, birthmarks, uh-huh. and reports from the parents. Now, in the end, both girls went on to live, uh, they said, perfectly ordinary lives. Stevenson, we, we'll learn he he went on to investigate over 2,500 cases uh, over a 40-year span studying this reincarnation. And he published 12 books documenting cases of reincarnation, focusing on this one. It's hard for me. To break it down in my mind, when he says that they lost all the memories at five, uh-huh. he studied them from, well, like you well, said, for 21 years. when they were years. like six. So, yeah. So, he studied them from 64 to 85. So, they had already lost the memories. So, it's all hearsay. Well, yeah. So, the thing I think is important in this one, and I, I don't want to poo-poo on this, but remember the dad said... They're gonna be reincarnated beforehand, mm-hmm. before any of this happened. Now that could have been the universe telling them. Um could have been one of those tit out angels like we've talked about in previous res- uh previous episodes. Angels sometimes have titties out when they come to tell you things. It's just the way it works. Uh, thank God. <laughs> yeah, amen. Um and he he said these things. Maybe he was divinely told, or the, the universe told him, or maybe. He was distraught and had some sort of, you know, you can get PTSD from, yeah, from losing your children and oh, then yeah. put these thoughts into the situation. If that was the case, do you think he could have influenced it without realizing it? Like shared the stories and the girls were like, yeah, and then they acted out what they heard. So they heard them as as living
2: beings. I don't know. What do you think?
1: I mean, where where's your head at? Th- that
2: could be. Um, <clears throat> especially. Well, let's just say he's that distraught because, of course, he is. He lost two daughters. And then you know these these uh, children or uh, twins are born in a water birth,
1: and um, uh, and uh, it's called the sploosh maneuver. That's the terminology. Yeah, don't I'm look beautiful. that up. I won't. Don't.
2: No, I don't. Definitely won't. But um, <laughs> he, he could have been saying from when they were baby, you're just like um, Jacqueline. You oh my god, you remind me of Jacqueline. And then as they grow older, you want to please your parents. And you want your dad to be sad or less sad, rather. You hope so. Uh,
1: I want you to be sad, <laughs> father. <laughs> so I could see that. I could see that they would trying to please them. And or and it's true. It I mean the uh, the birthmark an interesting thing. The scar on the forehead is an interesting thing. Or that also could be genetics. You
2: Are there any f- photos of, like, the Scarhead? No, the, this was the, the scar... 1950s. Photos didn't exist That's yet. true.
1: Are there any portraiture paintings? There are portraits of all of them. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you can go and you can find pictures of the children and things like that. And this was, like I said, a heavily documented case. Yeah. So there are there are pictures of all of it. Um, it's kind of a famous case in this, this whole vein or genre and is also one that is very divided on from one side to the other, but the, the, the tie that binds that, that, that anchors us into the, the way of truth is, uh, Dr. Stevenson and the university of Virginia. We're going to go to break, but when we come back, we're going to talk about the university of Virginia, some of these studies and what can you do if your child makes these type of statements or the child you're you're babysitting because or it's your nephew or niece there's you know, yeah. all these stories what do you do you have a kid starts freaking you out that's coming up next on hysteria 51 All right, kids, so like I, and vis-a-vis Kevin promised you. Damn right. <laughs> what happens if this is my kid that's saying these things? What do you do? Is there a uh, a number to call or a place you can talk to? There is. And I think that's important to say there is a lot of places on the Internet that says, we can help. Um, uh, Do some vetting.
2: <laughs> I think
1: vetting's a key word here. Yeah. The University of Virginia has a, a, a lot of information on this, and there's a whole article on this very question. Uh, they say, and this is from them, first, it's important to know that these statements do not by themselves indicate mental illness. That is a jump that a parent's a lot of times, I guess, go to. We've talked with many families in which a child claimed to remember another set of parents, another home, or a previous death, and the children rarely show mental health problems. These statements are generally made by children whose development appears to be otherwise just like that of their peers. Uh They can occur in families with a belief in reincarnation or in families where the idea of reincarnation has never even been considered before the child began making these statements. Don't just jump to conclusions. I think that needs to be taken in a lot of directions. I remember my other dad. Ah, you're crazy. Oh, put him in the room. <laughs> with the Green Lantern thing. Well, like this room up here. So we're in our attic. This We're, we're mm-hmm. recording from our house. The attic is 9,000 degrees, but this room is the only finished room in the attic. Very nice. And it has a padlock uh, spot on the door out there. Uh, this room is finished with carpet and everything. What were they keeping in here? Whoever lived here beforehand. Guess what else? Uh, we found out recently a guy Uh-oh. died in this room. In the room uh, I'm in sitting this in right room now. Right here, the neighbors go, you know, guy died up there, right? And we're like, uh, what? She's like, yeah, guy died in your attic, and a guy died in your basement. There's a big family there. They had to pull them both out. I remember when they moved the took the bodies out each time. We're like, ah, cool. What? Uh, talk to you later. All right. <laughs> Thanks for the quiche. Yeah. <laughs> um, that was a weird, this what happened to us just recently. It was a weird, like, you know, they were talking about they were doing a lot of work on their house, and we're like, well, we we bought there, and Lisa bought here, they'd had a lot of work done uh-huh. previously, and she's like, yeah, the people that were there before they, they blah, 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 you know, and well, with the people dying there, and so and you're like, well, back up, let's uh, let's go back to what, no, uh, yeah, or maybe not, we'll just skim over that. Yeah. So, getting on from our death to these children's deaths, when children talk about past life, parents are sometimes unsure how to respond. I'm more worried with the parents that are sure of how to respond. Oh, you brought up the past
2: life again? Well, I know what to do. Get out the old plan. <laughs> we talked
1: about this, uh, Danielle. <laughs> Get me my beaten stick. Uh, we recommend that parents be open to what their children are reporting. Some of the children show a lot of emotional intensity regarding these issues, and parents should be respectful and listening just as they are with other subjects that their children bring up. I think that's important. You don't want to just bash a child. You want to listen. <laughs> Could you imagine? It's like, you know... <laughs> Oh,
2: I just remember Mama, Mama uh, Lynn and, and Daddy Bob. Shut up. It's not a real memory. We're your parents, you stupid fuck. Gonna learn today. Now get in your hole. You'll get in the one finished room in the attic.
1: <laughs>
0: I don't hear any padlocking. <laughs>
1: uh, when a child talks about a past life, we suggest that parents avoid asking a lot of pointed questions. Yes. That's important. Or, or filling their head with pointed questions. This could be upsetting the child and, more importantly, from our standpoint, could lead the child to make up answers to these questions. It would then be difficult or impossible to separate memories from fantasy. That's a very good point. Yeah. We do think it is fine to ask general open-ended questions, such as, do you remember anything else? It is certainly fine to empathize with a child's statements. Yeah, some other general questions
2: besides, do you remember anything else? Um, was there somebody else there? Who's your favorite Beetle?
1: <laughs> it's always Ringo. No, it's... It's always Ringo. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, I was just saying, how someone was like, I collect... I forget who it was on Facebook. Like I collect UFOs and they had and someone's like, Yeah, but you got the yellow submarine. They're like, You're right. And it went through water and space yeah. in the video. They're like, that is a submarine or is a UFO. And I was like, yeah, I'll allow it. I'll, damn right you'll <laughs> allow it. <laughs> uh they say that you can empathize with child, saying stuff like, uh, that must have been scary when for instance a child describes a fatal act. No, just for instance. It must have been really Terrible when that hooker stabbed you to death outside of Poughkeepsie. That is a really distinct memory, Bobby. (laughs) Yeah.
2: (laughs) Yes, Bobby. And on this week's episode of (laughs) Hysteria 51, the water
1: births of Poughkeepsie. (laughs) (laughs) We encourage parents to write down any statements about a past life that their children make. This is particularly important in cases where the children give enough information so that identifying a deceased individual that they are describing might be possible. In such a situation, having the statements recorded ahead of time would be critical in providing the best evidence that the child has actually had experienced memories from a previous life. If you can tell him my name was Kevin Crispin, mm-hmm. I lived in here and I did this and blah. that's a hell of a statement. And some people, it seems like, have been able, maybe not the exact names and stuff, but have given enough information that they can go, oh, you were Bill from Compton or Ted from, you know, wh- wherever. Um, you are on an excellent adventure. <laughs> and you're right. You're, uh, uh, And if they don't, bogus, you know, <laughs> is what we're getting at. At the same time, parents should not become so focused on the statements that they and their children lose sight of the fact that the current life is what is most important. So now. you say University of Virginia. Uh-huh. If children persist in saying that they want their old family or old home, it might be helpful to explain that they're fucking dead. Keep it up. and It'll happen again. I made that part up. Yeah. Actually, see, asked me to say that. Yeah,
0: He oh. ain't lying.
1: <laughs> uh, it. um. It might be helpful, they say, to explain that while they have had another family in a previous life, the current family is the one they have for this life. How are you going to explain
2: previous life to a four-year-old?
1: Well, you don't have to. They already remember it.
2: Hey, point Brent.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Parents should acknowledge and value what their children have told them while making clear that the past life is truly in the past. There's an important distinction They do not recommend undergoing children, undergoing past life regression hypnosis. I don't recommend anyone using it because they've ruled it out in most cases of established science because it's too leading. Um, You are too susceptible to having, uh, as an adult, thoughts put into your head, let alone a child. And so I think that's important that they say that, too. And I think when you watch TV and movies and things, the things that they always go to is, well, let's hypnotize you or let's use the lie detector. Uh-huh. Well, guess what? Lie detectors don't work. And they're, they're not t- admissible in court. No. And the guy who invented them says it was one of the worst things he ever did because it's trash and they don't work. But they will still try to use it. Police all the time. And then they can go, well, you passed or didn't pass. Um it, it, it's it's just a crutch that a lot of people use or to push an agenda in one way or another now if you want to read more about this uh-huh. and more about the Pollux and more about dr. Stevenson and the University of Virginia and all this once again you can follow the links in the show notes there's a lot of stuff in there and also there's a link if your children or child is going through this and you actually want help um, and that's important because it, whether you think past lives are true or not, children are saying these things. And why not try to help them understand well, what they're going through it or why they're really, saying it It
2: would be really, really scary to hear that from a kid because, one, especially if you don't believe it, and then the kid is saying that there's so many different ways to come about uh, uh, to 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 address that. And it would just be really scary to hear that from a kid.
1: Yeah, that and uh, just them rocking in a corner, going one, two, three, four, five, six, one, two, three, four, five, six, one, two, three, four, five, six. But that's just me. That is just you. Yeah, yeah. That that bothers me. Getting away from just me, nation. What do you say? Have any of you had a child that has said? Th- I would love to actually hear if someone has actually had a child, or if you can relate. Your parents told you that you said these things. Mm-hmm. Let us know. Hop on Facebook. Search a Nation. There's going to be the link to this. Tell us in the comments there. I think this is a fascinating notion, and it's a, it's it's one of those heady, weird things, and I don't care which side of it you fall on. It's still interesting, mm-hmm. you know? And uh, while you're on Facebook, go to facebook.com slash hysteria51pod. That is our regular Facebook page on there. You also, while you're having on things, hop on Patreon, patreon.com slash hysteria51. Up all nights, Mad Blurry Hysterias. You can find all sorts of goodies on there, radio dramas, voicemail. 773 669 7277. Again, 773 669 7277. And John and I are going to be doing a special all voicemail episode here soon where we just answer uh, voicemails. Is that right? Yeah. The ones that aren't 17 minute long manifestos. Oh, do you get some manifesto? I we guess. got so one of them was like 20 or like cut off, but like the guy called back. So many times, and I pieced them together just because I wanted. It was twenty two minutes long, the whole thing. Do you remember what the seven, like seven call? Oh, just talking about. uh I forget the case, and then sharing all of his own personal um social media uh-huh. and where you can find him and all that stuff. And it was just a lot of uh, a lot. We also have some that are just like, "Follow me on Facebook," blah 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 blah, and that's it. And you're like, okay, <laughs> that's weird.
2: But also, that's weird. I was.
1: Alive in a past life huh. oh. <laughs> I was going to try to do a, a, Kerm- or a Miss Piggy voice there But I just gave up <laughs> Oh hey Hey, <laughs> hey Kermy hey, why, uh, why don't you pull that hand out of your ass And <laughs> sip it of mine huh? oh, Who wants a ham hawk
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, I you just did uh, Miss Piggy's internal monologue
1: That's Oink Oink <laughs> <laughs> Uh, if you forget any of this or how awesome I am at, at voices and uh, dialects hysteria 51com <laughs> you can find all of those links there um Kevin is composing himself I actually made him laugh he's he that's called a chortle uh if you're playing along at home you tell me I <laughs> I, uh,
2: I have to come back next week
1: you do you do I'm, I'm requesting it we're gonna talk about feet And not like tickle, 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 more like that's a gross thing to find at the beach. To find at the beach? Yeah, we're talking next week about feet washing up on the beach. It's going to be a good time. And you're going to enjoy it. (sighs) I guess I have to. Well, I'm just excited to see what Muppet you impersonate next week. (laughs) Oh, animal uh, drum. (laughs) That was actually kind of. No. Uh, That's been our thoughts on uh, the Muppets and uh, past lives. That said, I've been Brent. (laughs) I've been Kevin. He's been Conspiracy Bot. Kill me now, meat sex.
0: It was terrible. It was just terrible. I'll never get over it as long as I live.